the campus of Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington. You're listening to the G Suite Podcast, where we discuss all things Zag business. Episode 4. Tiana Helm played soccer for the Zags while earning her bachelor's in accounting and master's in tax. After working at the big four accounting firm PwC, Ms. Helm served as the chief of operations for a sports psychology firm and now is a manager of real estate assets. She discusses her journey and how Gonzaga informs her pursuits. Tell me a little about your journey to Gonzaga. How did, where you grew up, how you, how you, Gonzaga came on your radar, how you got there? Yeah, I love telling this story. Um, I'm a small town kid. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in central Washington, but between Leavenworth and Wenatchee. So grew up in Kashmir. And okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very small town, but wait, wait, um, quick, quick, quick time out. Yeah. Tiny's Tiny's fruit stand. Was there a Tiny's fruit stand in Kashmir? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. Was, there was. <laughs> you know, applets and cutlets. Um, what other fun things? Yeah, there's a few landmarkers and it, it, it wasn't tiny not tiny like tall yeah some irony for sure yeah. So. Yeah. anyway okay so i'm sorry okay so cashmere you're cashmere let's hear it yep from cashmere actually spent like first part of my time in washington like kindergarten through uh fourth grade it was actually in leavenworth and yeah anyways beautiful place to grow up but you know fell in love with soccer and um played all the sports in cashmere. And then when I really started to get serious about wanting to play soccer at the next level, um, just was really clear that coming from that area of the state, uh, just a few extra hurdles you're going to have to navigate in order to make that happen. And so, um, pretty early on, I kind of set out my list of, you know, my dream schools and started doing my research and, um, what's, you know, the climate I want to live in? What is the uh, classroom size I want to have? What do I think I want to study? Um, all those kinds of things. Started thinking about them early in high school and Gonzaga just happened to always fall in my top five. And by the time I was a junior, they were really my top three um, just for classroom size and feel um, being close enough to my my mom could come to games but far enough away to feel like I had gone somewhere so um yeah so Gonzaga was in my top in my top three and um actually had just a terrible series of events leading up to when I was supposed to go and visit all these schools and do camps and really push on getting recruited and um had to have surgery and was out during that whole time and one of the only camps I could get to right when I finished recovery, it was like a week after my recovery period was the Gonzaga camp. And I just said, Hey, I have nothing to lose. Might as well just go shoot my shot. So went to camp and happened to do well enough at camp that I could pester them enough to come watch me play again. Um, and just really took it from there. And so uh, yeah, I got the opportunity to like live out my dream and play soccer, but also go to one of the, you know, schools that I felt like academically was going to really challenge me and fit with who I was and, um, be close to home. And so, yeah, kind of made it happen that way. 
it was like it was meant to be almost yeah yeah it was like everyone yeah. says first time I stepped on campus and you know took the tour uh just felt right so didn't really turn yeah. didn't have to look back and worry about it and I'm kind of an all-in or all-out person so I was like yeah. forget about the other schools on my list <laughs> we're gonna make this happen <laughs> wow no that's that's funny uh again to take it back to me um <laughs> A similar so when I was actually and I, I when I when I finished my my grad tax program I really wanted to do international tax um, in Seattle and um, like work on Amazons and, and all the big players Microsoft um, you know and I hadn't that's really happened at the big four that's kind of where things are happening and yeah. um, I had my first round with Deloitte and then uh, my first round with KPMG and then I got super sick. And this was like the craziest thing ever. I'm like the guy that never gets sick. Um, yeah. I wasn't getting better for like weeks. It was just like a cold kind of thing. Like this is like COVID. Maybe I was patient zero. Yeah, I'm not before. Um, To where eventually, um, like I went to UW and I was like, I couldn't get any answers. Um, and eventually I just went to like an urgent care and they gave me like a, a Z-pack and it like solved it for me. So it was bacterial, but... Of course. <laughs> That's not the point. Of course, I missed first round interviews and second round interviews. And I was like, like wow. my shots blown. And thankfully, Jeff Corbett, after second rounds, which I missed, uh, mm -hmm. he just made an executive call at Deloitte and said, oh, I want to hire this guy. And so totally wow. that, that led me ultimately to, to Gonzaga. So back to Gonzaga, yeah. I should say. Yeah. But, so similar, right? Did you, I'm, I'm guessing, I think yep. you, I mean, you had a knee injury or something like that. I think mm, and actually it was a shoulder injury. I was, oh, okay. I got convinced into playing basketball again. That uh, and <laughs> what a mistake. Yeah. Oh man. So anyways, yeah. Wow. I dislocated wow. my shoulder. It was like super gruesome. It was, it was gross, but long wow. six months back. So. But anyway, so you, you go, you go to Gonzaga and I'm, you played. Yeah. Four years, right? Four years, yep. redshirt right. or anything like that. Um, no, I, sh I should have gotten a redshirt my first year, but I just sprinklings of minutes um, there. So, but then just, yeah, it was kind of a steady climb for me, um, soccer career wise, uh, which was rewarding and also incredibly challenging, but I knew it would be, you know, I was a big fish in a small pond and I wanted to you know, go somewhere that was going to challenge my limits athletically too, and see what I could do. And so by the time I graduated, I mean, I got slowly got more and more minutes every year, made the travel squad my sophomore year, but would, you know, get in very every now and then was a utility player could just play anywhere. <laughs> like just get me on the field. Um, sure. And then junior year started to really learn from some of the veterans and was, you know, preparing for when they left to have a starting spot then we lose our coach so I had a brand new coach going into my senior year and I just thought wow guess guess I it's <laughs> who knows what the new coach is gonna you know see in me or want and um kind of starting from ground zero and then I just got super lucky that um he he liked my style and uh was in my work ethic and yeah played and started every game of my senior year so wow. steady climb but an awesome experience and what's your natural position are you uh let me guess you're you're a, you're a left winger I bet. oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> i only 
only ever played left wing just so I could try and get near the goal. But I mean, my natural position going into college was a center attacking mid. And then I finished my career more on the defensive side. So I was a center defensive mid. Oh, wow. So this is, this is something I'm always amazed by. And I, I feel there's a, the athlete, someone who's going to be a collegiate athlete, uh, wants to grow with challenge, um, yeah. and has a nose for that. And I think accounting can offer a lot of that, um, oh, yeah. academically. And so I think we, we get quite a few athletes, uh, in our accounting program, um, mm-hmm. which is also rigorous. And I see student athletes like yourself, basically you have like a full-time job between practice weights, whatever else you got going on. Mm-hmm. And then you're studying. Um, how how do you manage that? Like how do you like? What's the process? Like what's the? Yeah. Um, well, definitely agree. <laughs> you're like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Um, how did I do that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone manages it in their own way. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I really managed it. You know, probably in the healthiest way, but. I would agree athletes tend to be more fearless when it comes to choosing, you know, harder things to do. Um, They're kind of up for the challenge most of the time. And I know I'm guilty of always like, if there's two options, I'm always going to find the like third, which is usually the hardest option possible. So that was kind of how I managed, managed all of it as well was um, definitely with a little too much discipline. Um, I mean, you're only in college once, so you should probably give yourself a break every now and then. Um, And and I did. Uh, I'm not saying I just studied all of the time, but for me, it really came down to the actually the routine I found that worked so well was it was my goal to always start the semester when my courses just super strong. Like I would just put in the work the first couple of weeks ahead of time to get myself to a point where I was always a week ahead on my work so that I had the cushion of knowing that if I just couldn't make it happen one week, I was okay. Um, and, and it allowed for, I was also not a great test taker. So when tests would roll around, I had enough of a cushion to overstudy and prepare for an exam, which I always felt I needed. Um, so yeah, so it was a for me, yeah, it kind of was about a I think everybody just has to spend a little time figuring out who they are and what works best. Um, because the other thing was that I had to give myself a day off every week, or I was like, I just need there to be one day where I don't have to worry about doing anything and I just get to choose what I do with my day, whether it's sleep or if I do want to do homework, like sure. Um, but there had to be a, a total rest day involved. And so that was again, me, like, I don't mind staying up a little later on a Thursday night to make sure that I'm gonna get my Saturday or Sunday totally free so that I can focus on, you know, being with my friends and, doing some of those other things um and so did then you, did you just play like world of warcraft all day uh, on saturday so you did just <laughs> game you're just a gamer or what oh no 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 oh who even knows what i did it's yeah awesome. totally. I like i don't you know yeah, sure 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 
So probably well, I was that, at a game on Saturday. I didn't have time to study. I never right. So, right. so yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, just trial and error with my schedule, honestly. And then, I mean, I planned out my day every in 15 minute blocks. So, wow. and they kind of help you learn to, you know, plan your day out. And right. I took it to an extreme of like, I needed to know that, you know, this 15 minutes before training, I had to do training prep then the 30 minutes after was like all the recovery and making sure I ate and then planning, you know, I'm going to study for this class for an hour. And then I'm only going to have, you know, four hours before I need to go to bed. So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Regimented, but it worked. It worked. I mean, you did fabulous uh, <laughs> all around. So then, so you, so you, you do accounting undergrad and then you, you, you go to the master's of tax program. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get that we'll get this out of the way here would you say that i am a great professor or the greatest professor go oh, ahead goodness well is gary <laughs> weber going to be listening to this later he, and might, then he might be he now? might be <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that and particularly that's if it's hard and, yeah yeah, yeah right. you are yeah, one of the best yeah. professors i've ever had oh How's thank you thank you so much does that work <laughs> No, you, perfect. you, uh, you single, single-handedly though, I will say, were the reason that I chose uh, to go tax and not audit. Oh, wow. That, maybe that's not a good thing at the end. <laughs> maybe you're like, brassage cutting. That's, uh, no, yeah. no, no, not at all. Uh, you, you were talking about tests, uh, your test taking, and the uh, first thing that flashed in my mind was like my multiple choice. And I'm like, I bet she just hated my multiple choice. Oh, yeah, everybody. absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that which does not kill you will make you stronger, make you right? stronger. So, and it did yeah. yeah was able to pass the cpa first time around so you know that's right perfect <laughs> i forget it so it, <laughs> thank you it took it took how many years it's been five yeah, years or something like that yeah. so yeah um so okay then going to grad school you did, you did some coaching didn't you at, at grad year or kind of kind of yeah, helped, helped with the team i was i tried to appeal to the ncaa mm-hmm. to get another year um but it didn't it didn't work out and then my coach was you know happy enough to let me tag along with the team and help coach and go on road trips and all that so I do I do remember that early transition for you from kind of player to just oh student yeah. and, and and it's tough right I mean because you had like this this purpose this job this thing you did every day and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah, it's kind of not there. So I, I see that with a lot of athletes, you know, it's, it's a tough, yeah. tough transition. And then, yeah, I think, I think one time we talked about how, like, you know, that's why all my buddies are athletes, like even in high school, once they quit, they all got heavy. Cause there's a few LBs. Yeah. I used to work, I used to work out three times a day, but now I can eat and drink whatever I want, you yeah. know, so yeah, I can't do anymore, but yeah. Never Craziness. Okay. That. So so give me a little, give me a little insight into your, your career journey. So you, you graduate, you got a master's, you're taking the CPA, you're passing it the first time, and then you're launching your career in Seattle with PwC, right? Um, Portland, actually. But Portland. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yep. Started in their Portland office as a tax associate that summer and just had a awesome team like I really can look back and say I had like just some really incredible managers and directors and partners like all in that 
And I, again, like the reason I chose Gonzaga was small classroom size. I'm just somebody who enjoys engaging with my resources and my environment. And so um, that is kind of why I chose to do the Portland office versus the Seattle office was just, I wanted to have those kinds of relationships and opportunities to really have mentors um, in my career early on. And so I totally got that there. And um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome, I spent two years before I got promoted to senior. And then right as I got that, I actually <laughs> decided to transfer away from the tax team, um, which was a super hard decision because I loved, I loved the team. Um, there really was nothing like I, I hated to leave them, but I just knew, and I knew even in college, I think that I probably wouldn't have made a career out of um, tax and maybe even accounting really. Uh, I just loved it for the challenge. I had a lot of respect for my accounting professors. They were people I wanted to learn from. And I knew that it was going to teach me the language of business and just give me the opportunity to, you know, kind of have options um, once I graduated. And so those things were really important. Um, and so, yeah, so once, yeah, after my two years, decided to transfer into the consulting practice. Nice. No, got, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, which was at the time, it was kind of a tough time, like during COVID and coming out of COVID was kind of when I was trying to transfer. So it was like, you know, it was kind of on a waiting list. They weren't really wanting to hire in that practice. And then something oh. came so available. How much time did you have in the, not a lot of it in the office before? COVID yeah about a year or okay. less than a year less than a year because I started in the summer of 19 and then okay. by March of 2020 we were we were remote um yeah so I mean probably that nudged along my transitioning more sure. too that I wasn't in the office with my teammates anymore and right a lot of people made some transitions um and just everybody in the world was kind of, you know, rethinking what they wanted to do. So, um, yeah, totally. And then, yeah, I mean, at least, at least you got some exposure to the culture and met people, right? I mean, oh, man. absolutely. The, yeah. And the, I mean, the class behind you, I think, had it tough, or maybe two yes. behind you. Yes. It was, it was. And I had one of the, so. um, He's actually a GU grad, uh, but he came to the Portland office and he was a new hire and I was like his um, buddy. And it was, ugh, I felt terrible. I was just like, this is so hard. How do you, you haven't gotten any chance to meet all these people that are sending you emails all day long. And um, yeah, that was, I got lucky for sure. Then you move back to Spokane. Now you're now you're back in the big time. <laughs> that's <laughs> you, right. You, that's do, you do your stint, and, and that's I, I tell students they're gonna be careful. Spokane will suck you in. You know, oh, you'll, yeah, you'll, you. you'll be like, oh, this is, yeah. Uh, and I think typically, like that first that first fall, more so probably for the California students, they're like, oh, uh -huh. it's dark. There's like uh -huh. three hours of daylight during the day. <laughs> and you don't know anybody. Like, what have I gotten into? But what then by spring, I... they're like, I'm a lifer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I grew up with all the four seasons, too. So, I, you know, the winters right. didn't scare me as much. But, um, yeah, 
made my way back to Spokane um, almost six months, like basically once I started the consulting practice um, about that same time. And I was, that was the consulting was with their finance transformation team. And actually it was Seattle based. So um, wasn't working with the Portland office at all anymore. And it was totally remote. So it just kind of all worked out. Um, some other things uh, also were happening on a personal level that brought me back to Spokane and it all kind of just fit and it was great timing and um, did that for six months, uh, the consulting gig before kind of taking another pivot <laughs> um, and helped, decided to join and help a startup group. Uh, okay. And they were working out of GU building at, at Gonzaga, working with athletes. Um, it just kind of was really like one of those heart projects for me, like a passion project. I was very much, especially through COVID, I was kind of helping with the athletic department, um, trying to coordinate, providing some kind of resources for athletes um, what, as they transition away from sport. And I just was super... Um, I don't know, interested and felt strongly that there's just a gap there. Totally. Actually connected with a former women's rower at GU2 who had a similar passion, was trying to make some things happen. And so they connected both of us. And um, <clears throat> so that was kind of already out in the universe, um, that I was interested in that. And then this opportunity to work with this startup that was starting to put together a program around personal growth coaching, really for athletes, just how do we help athletes find purpose and fulfillment in their pursuit of excellence? Um, and so it ended up working out incredibly that they needed someone with a little more business acumen and experience who was willing to not just, you know, learn how to do personal growth coaching, but um, was willing to kind of help on the operational side of it and get the business stood up. And as we brought in, a, you know, more people make it kind of really a legitimate business and, and figure out what the business model was going to be moving forward that could scale. So got to, yeah, kind of do that for a year. Um, nice. I, I, one thing I love about scores is it's just so applicable to almost any undertaking in life. You know, it, it's because I might transition from one role, like one career to the other. You know, think I think of like just bringing back to accounting, mm -hmm. mandatory retirement. Like, but my whole life, I, the last thirty years, I've been this person at this firm, and yes, it's tough. It's cool. That's cool stuff. And yeah, I'm a impactful work. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I went through my own transformation doing that because I was like pivoting from being, you know, a working at a really large professional firm um, to being part of a startup. Uh, that's a big identity and career shift. And so, yeah, 100%. Um, I learned most in that experience that it's not just athletes who needed that kind of support and finding fulfillment in their pursuit of excellence. Like, that's just a human, that's all humans. Right, and like you said, any transition that you go through. So, I, I imagine. So you're at a, a well-oiled machine at PwC, 
And then the startup world can just be so chaotic, right? Oh, gosh. Who does that? I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to do it? I, I guess, guess so. <laughs> Did you just fix that laptop accidentally? Awesome. You're IT. So welcome. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I wore all crazy. the hats. HR and I was like learning marketing and just I mean insurance and payroll and all the stuff. Some of the details you don't want to know about, I imagine. Oh, hundred percent. Now, now before I forget, um, you know I'm a I'm a football fan. I like the word football because you use your foot. It seems Uh more appropriate than soccer, but or your feet. Yeah, uh, yeah. But um, you know I'm a big big a passionate person that lacked all natural talent in that area and in a lot of other areas uh so i i'm trying to live vicariously through my sons Mm. by getting them into football yeah um but my oldest son i think they went like two and eight this year so we might need you to coach them next year oh man oh no 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 this is a coaching interview is that what this was (laughs) oh (laughs) sorry i didn't say that up front oh my my fault yeah yeah. missed that yeah (laughs) yeah i think i think the coach is one of those like yeah we don't have a coach so a dad volunteers and the mom joins him and like he's literally i think like reading like how to coach soccer oh, yeah. for dummies, for like, dummies. like in the car on the way over right. to practice. And it's like, I don't even like, know. What we have the orange slices. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, sorry. So, okay. So, but now you got a new gig. Yeah. New gig. So uh, from the startup kind of built a network and was given the opportunity for something again, very different from what I was doing. Actually, in the beginning, it wasn't very different. It just was an opportunity that kind of fit with both odd experiences that I'd had up to that point in terms of, you know, accounting and working for a large firm. And, um, but then also kind of navigating, uh, this person, this people and culture, um, relationships and working in a startup environment. So yes, working, I work now with a real estate development, um, construction and property slash asset management organization, um, in Spokane. And so, yeah, technically working under their property and asset management division, uh, as an analyst and really that, was super appealing because they had just decided to bring that piece of the, um, of what they do in house instead of most construction or development, um, organizations hire a third party property manager to manage the properties. Um, they just, you know, pay them a fee. And so instead this organization is very people centric and has been very successful and, um, just a ton of success in the multifamily, active adults, affordable housing um, industry in this region. And they learned that the, the, you know, the people are what matter and having the right people in the right spots. And so in an effort to really transition to being people centric and living that out, they decided to bring in house property management. And so within like six months, they hired over a hundred people. And so just, I came on board 
less than a year after that had begun. So it was very much still a startup feel in terms of everyone is wearing all kinds of hats and (laughs) don't have quite all of the processes and policies in place, but... it's a far cry from scheduling out every 15 minutes of your day. Oh, yeah, yeah, you. no, that, that went out the window. <laughs> I really had to let that go when I started to start a gig. So, so yeah, I've gotten, you know, they just said we have an opportunity for you to work not only on, you know, maybe doing some account analysis work for us, getting, bringing in-house all the accounting, um, but also operationally and more than that um was this culture and people strategy they had okay. uh, they built they had just rolled out or were wanting to roll out their culture creed to their across the entire organization and all three divisions in the first effort to support develop their people but really bring all three legs of the stool like under one umbrella um and so it's like these the culture creed is six non-negotiables of the organization. And so finding a way to bring that to life and spread the word about it, continue conversations around it um, for everyone, because you have all these people that sit in the home office in Spokane, but then now you have, you know, people who are out at the properties in different states, all over the United States, like all over the country, really. They're, they're all your people now, but they're so far away. Um, and right. your construction teams who are out on site all the time. So it was like, how do we make everyone feel like they're, we're all a part of the same organization? Um, and right. so, yeah. yeah you have, it's, you have, there's assets all over the Western US, right? You guys have properties. Yeah, I guess as far furthest east we go is Minnesota. Um, but Minnesota, Texas, Colorado, California, really heavily on the west side of Washington and then eastern Washington, too, in Idaho. All out of Spokane, Washington, huh? Yes. The, the, the cultural mecca of... Cultural mecca. That's cool. We're trying. Um, so, you know, you're... You're still, or you may, you may not feel it, but you're still early in your career. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you've had, you've had some journey here and and been around. Um, what when you think of like what you've experienced and what you know, what would be some advice you'd give to newly minted college graduates, SAG specifically, but we'll say all college mm-hmm. graduates. I think honestly one of the big things and this is just part of my personality but I think this is common in high achievers slash accounting grads slash specifically accounting grads from GU is that you really do have to kind of let go of the 15 minute blocks of time Um, (laughs) (laughs) because there's just how do you plan for something? How can you really plan for something that has not yet even happened? I mean, I can sit and rack my brain and think of all the things and I still would have never thought that I was gonna do the things that I did. I mean, I genuinely felt like the startup role that I was playing, that was kind of like, I was truly like, that is 
something I was trying to create in my mind. Like that is a role and a job that I tried to create in my mind. And there, the opportunity was to do it. And still yet I found myself when I got another opportunity pivoting and going and doing that. And who, like, who would have ever guessed if I had kept such tunnel vision, um, then I would never have gotten to have some of these really incredible experiences so early on. And I, and I think that true as a high achiever, often you just get so regimented and you get so fixated on this path and it's hard so to true. balance like wanting to set goals and, and to be a high achiever. Cause that's, those are all of the great strengths that, you know, got you to where you are, but we all evolve like as we grow. And so there's things that you have to learn and say, Hey, is this serving me in this new phase of my life or could it potentially be holding me back right now? Um, and how can I adjust? So, right. I think I that, that's a big one. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, yeah, it's actually like wise beyond your years. We have, um, we're very fortunate. The 3M out of Minnesota, speak of Minnesota, um, has three big, big divisions. And one of them is led by a, a gentleman named Ray Eby. Um, and he does the PPP division. So your personal oh, yeah. protective uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, he led the group when COVID happened. It has these incredible stories. I mean, we could, he could, if we had him on, he could talk about it for hours. Um, and he comes to campus. Uh, he might, he might even take a bigger role with, with Gonzaga at some point, but um, that's exactly what he said. He said, you have to be open yeah. to different opportunities that maybe are outside, outside your sphere of thinking, you know? Uh, and I, and when I think of, in my own journey, the, the, the moves that have fallen, fallen into place the way they did, it's exactly when that happened, when I was open to it, not when I was, I'm going to be the best techs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, to tell you my story, I, I, um, I was at Deloitte in, uh, and it was like, I was for like a, a Wednesday or Thursday morning. And, um, and, uh, I was in early, like at seven 30 or something like that. Um, same guy, Jeff Corbett walks by and he's like, Hey, Rassage, you went to Gonzaga. I need someone to go do interviews over at Gonzaga. We had someone drop out, get mm. over there. Right. So I'm like in an hour, hour later, I'm on the flight to Seattle. <laughs> um, late for the interview. And, and everything worked out great. Right. And, you know, of course, Lloyd's like picking up like 25 students a year. It feels like so um, yeah. full, 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 uh, full load on the schedule. And then at lunch, um, we have lunch with the faculty back then post COVID. Mm. They don't do that anymore, which is kind of put a damp- damper in my budget. Yeah. I'm used to, they had to keep me in the lifestyle, become accustomed to it. But, um, yeah. they, they dropped that. Um, but, um, but, but I had lunch with the faculty, right? And I was a zag and I hadn't seen some of these folks for 10 or 15 years. And that right. Dr. Beer was sitting next to me. And he's like, hey, you, oh. you have an LLM? And I was like, yes. hey, you're, you're academically qualified to teach. Have you ever thought about it? And I was like, yeah. I mean, not really. I mean, maybe like when I was a kid, I thought the teacher was cool. And I'm like, that'd right. be kind of fun, like that, but um and 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 literally like a month later i was interviewing on campus and wow um, yeah and actually i i he weber was leading the department at the time and so i i reached out to him i said hey, and he said actually we just made an offer i'm sure this woman's gonna accept and so sorry wow. bummer too late and then rushed your oh, dream bummer and, yeah <laughs> but then but then like a week later it's like she 
she, she, she declined so that the job's still open. Um, and so I came over and interviewed and, and I think by a month after that, I was in the classroom, had no clue what I was doing, still don't, but, um, <laughs> but, but it was, I love what I was doing at Deloitte. Um, I had a whole planned out or, you know, where I was going to live in Seattle and yeah. my girlfriend now wife at the time was in Atlanta. She's going to move up to Seattle. And then mm-hmm. It's just kind of happened. And I was open to it. And thankfully she was open to it. Although she didn't know what she was quite getting into on the Spokane side. Right. Like, oh, it must be just like Seattle. You know? Hoodwinks. <laughs> yeah, hoodwinks. Oh, <laughs> totally, totally hoodwinks. And the best part is, you know, I had her out here in the summer. We went to the lake. We went hiking. Oh <laughs> Live it. She's, she's like, there's no humidity. This is so amazing. This, this and then she moved out. And she was in grad school. <laughs> yes, oh. she did. She had a, she had a, a Prius, no snow tires. Like the first okay. day snows like a foot. Yeah. Um, and she wakes up and looks at me and she's like, who lives like this? Yeah. What, like, what did you do? We, well, you, I, do now, so yeah. <laughs> you do now. So yeah. We'll go get you a Subaru. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, then the journey began. But she actually loves it. She loves mountains and all that stuff. So I'm not that bad of a guy. Not at the end of the day, but yeah. So yeah, it, but it's that's such a true, true sentiment, you know, kind of staying open to and it's hard. It's hard when you're at that point. Particularly, I like how you said what's worked for you, tunnel vision, working hard, right. focus, you know, put your, put your head uh, down and grind and set goals, but done. yeah. Yeah. To learn yeah. to, to evolve and, and adapt. And I would also say just like really being who you are and like staying curious as well. And yes. being who you are is, I really used to cringe at that. <laughs> um, I just don't know if there's any other way to say it other than that, but why, why would I pretend going into any scenario that I'm pretend to be something that I'm not, because then I, then I only attract to myself things that I don't really want and things that aren't really going to resonate with me. And so it's better, it's better to just fi- let yourself figure it out and just be who you are. Like I'm, I'm always an open book. I'm I'm willing to talk about anything. I'm willing to ask questions and not be too worried about if it's the right thing or, you know, the right question to ask, or if I'm, I don't know. I just, I just learned to learn to be comfortable in my own skin, because if I'm not, then I just, I don't attract to me the kinds of opportunities that really, that I'm going to want to stick with or that will make me happy um so kind of I don't know figure out who you are and just be okay and comfortable in your own shoes and spot on right because if you don't you're gonna be miserable in the long run that's just, exactly, so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah craziness well you know I secretly want to get you involved in in some way or another in, in two organizations in town Gonzaga University Graduate School of Business as well as um <laughs> Uh, the the new USL soccer team coming to town. Oh the, the, my goodness! Oh no! I'll, I'll, I'll work you over time. I'll work. We'll work on both those. Well, that's our objective. Oh so. boy! Uh, yeah, I am excited. I am excited about having soccer in, in town, though. Uh, oh, I cannot yeah. wait! I was actually just uh, I was just trying to plan a get together with Ryan. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, great dude. I follow him on on LinkedIn, and he's always got like someone else join the the USL team. family and all these. Yeah. 
investors get pulling together for the team. So yeah, that'd that'd be, it'll be, be exciting to see what they can do. And I hope in maybe some fashion I can you know, help promote it and whatever. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, I, I appreciate your time. Is, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? This is for the whole business school. Yeah, this is just whoever it, it will. We'll put it on Apple or something like that. If, no, you know, if, if, I guess. So when it goes, when it starts getting like two million dollar, I mean two two million downloads. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. In that case, yeah. No, you, your questions are great. No. <laughs> here's here's who's gonna listen to this episode: me, you, and my mom, because I'll send her the link. There'll be the three downloads for it. So yeah. Well, I tell you, this has been super awesome, and you. Like I said, you're wise beyond your years. It was you had some really great, great comments and, and insights. So I appreciate you. Yeah. So we'll see each other sooner or later. And yeah. That's All right. right. Awesome to see you. Thanks, Rathage. See you later. Later.